You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. For Inside Carolina, this is Taylor Vipolis, and as always, I'm joined by Tar Heel letterman and radio analyst for the Heels, Deems May. Deems, North Carolina returns from their bye week for their, I guess, semi-annual trip to Pittsburgh on a Thursday night. Yeah. Why has North Carolina had so much success against Pittsburgh? Because they've won six straight games against Pittsburgh since they joined the ACC, and some of those teams for North Carolina were really good, and some of the teams have been pretty bad. But at the end of the day, they've always found a way to beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. It's, it's hard to believe, um, given the struggles we've had in the last couple of years that uh, against some decent uh, pit teams, uh, one that actually went to the uh, ACC championship game last year, and and uh, good quarterback there, and, and and I think they're well coached and always played good defense, but. Sometimes you just have another team's number, and hopefully we can continue that going because, it, needless to say, how important this game is in the grand scheme of things. You don't you don't want to come down to to having to beat NC State and Raleigh to, to go to a bowl game. And again, we've talked about it uh, ad nauseum all year that that's the that's the number one goal for this team is to to find a way to get to a bowl game. And and what better way than to to, to sneak one out up there somehow this Thursday night? Pat Narduzzi, he has to hate the North Carolina Tar Heels more than anything he's ever hated in his life just because he can't find a way to beat this team. But for the Tar Heels to pick up a win on Thursday, what are you looking for them to accomplish to continue this streak? Yeah, it's going to be tough going on the road. I think maybe getting – I mean, I think the cold weather and the wind is, is maybe today and tomorrow, and I think there might be a break up there. But anytime you have a team from the south going up north – and playing in a, in a in a weather city that can be bad like Pittsburgh, you, you always look at the weather, how the kids are going to react. Because at eight o'clock kick, you know it's going to be cold regardless. And um, do we let that get into our minds? Our, our receivers uh, have have been you know up and down. Um, sometimes this this can have the adverse, a, a totally different effect as well. It can make you concentrate more. You seem to concentrate more in tough weather and cold weather, and, and in the rain and instead of an ideal condition. So they, they won't be out. There won't be ideal conditions in in mid-November in Pittsburgh at 8 o'clock at night. So hopefully that doesn't bother us. Again, our advantage is our running game. I know Pitt's got a good front seven, but, man, we we got to be patient with the running game and can't abandon the running game if we have a couple stops, you know, by their defense because their defense is good. And the way to win this game would be when you go on the road and you're playing in a hostile environment and, and, and where it can be maybe some weather-type issues, uh, you got to be able to run that ball and, and shorten the game and, and, and make some play action throws when you can. And I think that'll be the key again is, is, is to get, get the running game going. I was really pleased with it at Virginia. Uh, our defensive, uh, again, we talked about it in the last podcast, the, the defensive lineman's legs were, were dead and hopefully they'll be better rested and, and, and get after it, better, get after the quarterback a little bit, get up in his face and move him around a little bit and maybe create some turnovers. But, all of it has to, you know, kick in at the same time to to, to win a tough game on the road against a, a team that you're fairly evenly matched with. Javante Williams left the Virginia game 
with an injury and he's been a full go at practice. So that would be with you mentioning the running game, that would be a huge addition for the Tar Heels if they could get Javante Williams at 100%. He's just 262 yards away from being Carolina's first 1,000-yard rusher since Elijah Hood in 2015, which kind of feels like forever ago at this point. But switching to the defensive side of the ball, coming off a bye and coming off one of their worst performances of the season, how do you think the defense for Carolina responds? Well, I expect, you know, that was kind of an anomaly, hopefully. Again, the reps that we talked about with our, our front front four, you know, or front three or four, whoever, whichever, you know, we're lining up in, whether it's an odd or even front, uh, it's, it's well documented. And, and and the depth issues are well documented. And the, the bye couldn't have come at a better time. Um, you know, you had just so many reps, and, and hopefully they got their legs back under them a little bit, can stay a little level, a little lower. Their pad level was awfully high against Virginia and Virginia got their hands on them and, 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 and blocked them pretty well. So I think it's always going to start up front. Uh, Pitt will be trying to run the ball, run the play action. They're just such a classic pro style offense with a big, tall pocket pass, a quarterback that, that throws it pretty well. And, and you always want to try, they'll, they'll do boots. They'll do misdirections. They'll do anything they can to, to keep a running game going to get some play action. So we have to be able to find some pressure on this guy, uh, load the box up, stop the run, and and, and hopefully uh, the legs are back under our, our defensive linemen because if they're not, it's going to be another game that they could come down just to like Virginia where where we're going to put way too much pressure on, on, on a freshman quarterback again and receivers to make plays when they have to, and our defense has to step up. And, and for the most part this year, they have last year, hopefully was, uh, like I said, an anomaly. And and, uh, and and Coach Bateman has, you know, 10, 11 days to get ready for this team and, and we'll have a good scheme in place for us as we go up there. With both teams coming off a bye, I don't think the short week will affect them just because, you know, you have more time to kind of adjust your schedules. But as a player, does your mindset change at all playing on Thursday night compared to, you know, just a, a normal Saturday game? You know, I think it's got to kind of be exciting. Um, you, you know that you're going to be on ESPN or, or what, you know, you're the only game in town right now across the United States. And and there'll be a lot of people watching. You get a chance to showcase your skills on, on a national TV stage. And Thursday nights are fun um, because you know you're the only game on right then. And so I, I would use it hopefully be as a positive. Um, again, you, you didn't have to play Saturday, and, and, and you got some time off, and the game plan has been in for a while. You know exactly what you have to do, and, and you just got to get your mindset. I think the toughest part about all that is, is waiting around all day on, on, on Thursday. Um, I'm sure there'll be a little walkthrough. They'll have some things to do. They'll probably take in a movie maybe, get some film in. But um, that's a long way to go from from heading up there tomorrow and, and, and not kicking off till 8 o'clock. So how do we handle it? Um, do we get our business done, you know, and, and just just don't, uh, you know, don't do anything to, to, to mess anything up in that time and just kind of get your mind right for the ball game. From a game planning perspective, Pittsburgh, first and foremost, they are going to try to sell out and stop the run. And, you know, luckily for North Carolina, they do have a great quarterback in Sam Howell and wide receivers who can make things happen in one-on-one -on -one matchups. It feels like a dangerous game Pittsburgh is going to be playing when you're daring Sam Howell to try to have to beat you, right? Yeah, I tell you, but that, that's kind of going to be the the method. That, that, that'll be the MO against a lot of teams have had it against Sam and, 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 and try to get pressure on him because – if you don't, uh, if you don't do that, then then he can sit back there and he's just too accurate and he's too calm in the pocket. So, we've seen a lot of you know I've talked about it all year. A lot of cover two, 
a, a lot of a lot of uh, stuff off the edge, a lot of you know linebacker dogs where they're blitzing and and trying to get into his face. I think I think it, you know an X factor here could be Garrett Walson at, at tight end. I've, you know, obviously subjective on this, and I really think that a tight end can help you down the middle, especially when you see a lot of cover two where they're going to roll up on our receivers who have had had good years and and play you know play two safeties over the top and leaves the middle open. I'd love to see you know us be able to get a running game going and and, and work some play action help and let and let Garrett uh, work the middle a little bit. But it's going to start up front with giving. Sam some time, especially if they load the box and you have to throw. And 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 sometimes if they put eight or nine in there, you just got to throw it. It's just it's how it is. And Sam's done well with RPOs. And our guys have got to make catches though. They, they there's when you're on the road, it's even more imperative to to look that ball in and 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 make these guys and pay, make make that defense pay for for bringing the house and 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 selling out. So that's one way to get them back and also incorporate that tight end a little bit over the middle. Yeah, during Coach Brown's press conference, two of the players that he specifically mentioned having improved from day one to this point in the season were Bo Corrales and Garrett Walson. And just seeing those guys continue to progress in this offense with Sam Howell, that's going to help out their offense tremendously. And it's almost like a, a pick your poison with this Carolina offense. You know, you have to try to stop the running game, but then you also have to worry about Sam Howell. And speaking of Sam Howell, he is one of three quarterbacks in the nation with 2,400 plus yards, 25 plus touchdowns, and five or fewer interceptions. And the other two being LSU's Joe Burrow, who is the clear Heisman front runner at this point in the season, and then Alabama's Tua Tagovailoa. Are we just running out of words to use for how impressive the season Sam Howell is having with him being in such elite company week in and week out? Yeah, I believe we are. I mean, you it, it just it, every week we talk about it, and, and every week I say the same thing that that we don't want to have to put too much pressure on a true freshman. But the the fact is now he's not a true freshman anymore with those kind of numbers and that kind of company he's keeping right now. I, it's going to be hard pressed for anybody in the ACC uh, to tell me that he's not all ACC right now in front of Trevor Lawrence. And I know they're going to say, you know, they're going to factor in the record, but uh, you know. I'll take I'll take him right now. You know, just I don't know how the record fact facts into it, but he's he's the best quarterback in ACC right now, and and hopefully he'll continue it out for the next three games and 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 get to showcase it to the world in a, in a bowl game. And um, just I I think we are Taylor running out of uh, how to you know superlatives for Sam, uh, and you just hope that the young man continues to stay healthy. We give him a, a good pocket to pass in, and 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 the receivers catch the ball and and let him make some decisions and and finish this season out on a good note. Yeah, if, if UNC's record was better, I think Sam Howell would be getting a lot more praise. And I think the counterpoint to North Carolina having a bad record to try to bring Sam Howell down, I'm not sure there's much Sam Howell could do more for North Carolina to have a better record. And I think this is a case where if Sam Howell wasn't on this team, North Carolina doesn't win some of these games that they have won. So I think it's a case that Sam Howell is actually bringing this team to his level. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any question about that. It's such a big difference. I mean, look at all the close games we had last year and and we and we had very poor quarterback play that could have gone another way and we've had a lot of close games this year and we're still have have the opportunity up until last week to go to, you know, to win the coastal and and now we still have an opportunity to to have a winning season and go to a bowl game and I, I, there's nowhere else you can point to but uh but Sam. 
All right, I just wanted to take a quick break to remind everyone about Johnny T-Shirt. Family and alumni owned and operated since 1983. They are your go-to shop for Carolina apparel. With one more football home game, there's still plenty of time to pick up your Carolina football jerseys and shirts, but they also have you covered with basketball gear as Roy's boys get their season started. From the authentic Jordan jerseys to the official t-shirt of the 2019-2020 season, Johnny T-Shirt has it all. So the next time you're in Chapel Hill, stop by on Franklin Street, or if you can't make it to Chapel Hill, you could visit them online at johnnytshirt.com. And don't forget, Inside Carolina subscribers save 10% off their orders. All right, let's get back to Deems. Wrapping up the podcast, I just want to get, what are your thoughts on the ACC as a whole? Because when you look at the conference from top to bottom, obviously Clemson is great, but it still feels like a conference that is waiting for a clear number two to step up. Like if you look at the SEC, they have, while they do have mediocre and below average teams, they do have the teams like LSU and Auburn and, and Alabama. They have these top heavy teams, but when you look at the ACC, it's, it's Clemson and then, you know, somebody's waiting to get that number two spot. Yeah, it's a down year. I mean, sometimes that, that's going to happen. In the past couple of years, we haven't been down and, and had had a great league. And, and I, you know, it's just it, – it is what it is. It's, it's, the ACC is definitely down. There's, there's no clear-cut number two right now. Um, I, I think that, that, you know, we're, we're a year away or so. You know, we're, we're, we're some depth away from being that one. And, and it starts, you know, it starts with recruiting. you got to have enough players in there. you got to be able to withstand, um, you know, injuries. I think if you look across the league, everybody has injuries. Um, we were hit really hard early on with it that, that probably cost us a couple of games in there that maybe we could have, you know, established ourselves as number two. But you're not going to do that until you win the, win the offseason. And you got to win that with recruiting. You've got to win it with, with building depth. And you got to win it with strength and conditioning and, 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 and development. And, and, and being able to withstand uh, some of these injuries and, 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 and have guys step up and play in and be able to do something like, you know, a lot of people thought Wake Forest was that number two. I, I, you know, they've done a great job of redshirting guys, but, you know, I, I just – I wasn't – I mean, they've got some good players, but they're, they're not quite there yet. And I knew they wouldn't have any – you know, they got beat by Virginia Tech and they won't, they won't stand a chance against Clemson. Clemson's on a roll right now, but – you know, Virginia looks pretty good, I guess. Um, we're not far out of that thing. And, and if you really look at it fr- from from a 30,000-foot view, we're probably as good a position as anybody to make that ne- next step. It's always kind of been Florida State, but they're a mess right now. And, and it's just Clemson and everybody else. And we continue to, to – we put a cap on this on this recruiting class, get started on this 21 class, then, then, then we'll, we'll, we'll emerge as number two. And it won't be long before – before we're, we're, we're in Charlotte, you know, playing Clemson every year. All right, let's take one last quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, we're back. Looking at the ACC even further, one narrative that gets pushed around the triangle, specifically from one of the fan bases in the triangle, is that the Atlantic is much tougher to play than the Coastal. But in conference play this season, the Coastal has a winning record. They're 5-4 and four against the Atlantic. And if you ex- exclude Clemson, who is clearly superior the coastal is five and two against the Atlantic. So where do you stand on the whole Atlantic and coastal uh, debate? And is it something that eventually the conference will have to look at to realign? Or do you think they're pretty even or leaning one way? I don't, I don't care about anybody else's narrative other than, than our own, you know, you play who you play, you play who's on your schedule. And if other teams can't catch up with Clemson, then, then it's their own fault. You talk about the Atlantic, nobody can tell me, that, I mean, the Syracuse, they got to be the worst team in the league, right? They don't have any wins. Um, Georgia Tech, at least, they are making progress. Miami, you know, who, who knows what you're going to get with Miami, but you're not going to find many more teams in the in the Atlantic any more talented than Miami. Um, Virginia Tech's made a nice comeback, and, and we're not far behind. I, I just, you know, and Virginia, Virginia's probably going to be the team that plays uh, uh, Clemson. So, uh, you know, when you get fans that, that start out looking for excuses and, and who plays whom and, and what, you know, those are people that are reeling. And it's, you know, it goes from well, Carolina hired hired a grandpa, you know, they're not going to do any good. Then then they're not going to be able to recruit. Nobody's going to go there. Well, started recruiting pretty well. They're going to get blown out in the first five games and nobody's going to be at the games. Well, the narrative's changed from, from that to we're going to sell out every game this year. So, now they're going to the coastal sucks. So, I, you know, what, whatever they can do with, let them have some fun with it. We'll just keep our head down, keep recruiting, keep stacking talent in there, find a way to get to a bowl game, and and then just kind of just, you know, leave them in the dust where, the, where they belong. All right, that will do it for this week. North Carolina plays Pittsburgh Thursday night, 8 p.m., primetime on ESPN. Deems, pleasure talking to you this week, and we'll catch up next week. Okay, man. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.